Welcome to the Think Transition podcast with me, Hugo Langton, and Akusti Salonen, a 10-minute podcast discussing all things football coaching. Hi, and uh, welcome to season three of uh, the Think Transition podcast, uh, episode one. Hi, Akusti. Uh, we, did we ever think we'd get to a third season? Ah, oh, that, that sounds amazing. Well, listen, with uh, you as my uh, co-presenter, there was always a chance, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> How was your winter break? Yeah, great fun. Yours? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. You know, now I feel fresh yeah. after a little break. And that's the main thing, to gain freshness before we start this season. Absolutely. Okay, so, look, I, I thought um, we could start off uh, this new season by... Um, so digging into um, where we are now, we're in the beginning of February, and um, you know I notice there's many teams now that had a good starts to the season. They were had strong starts. They were winning games, and uh, now obviously we're you know six months into the. Is it? I don't know how many months it is, but uh, yeah, six months in, and teams are starting to fade. They you know they're starting to lose their form. Promotion hopes uh, are starting to fade, and I just wondered: Well, can we trace back now to maybe what many of these teams looked like that they were doing in preseason? Is there something that we can think about to, to you know to bring this in line with current form? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I know this is your favorite topic, and uh, <laughs> I'm glad to go there. Uh, uh, okay, those teams you are mentioned. Uh, what kind of training they did during preseason? Well, you know, it can't be one hundred percent sure, but you know, you look at you know during during preseason, like on social media, uh, clubs are very keen to show people kind of what they're doing. Uh, and obviously, I you know some friends of mine are managers in in, in various different leagues, and I, you know they tell me what they've been doing. Um, there's a lot of it in preseason will be double sessions. Um, there won't be quite often there won't be many opportunity to recover between sessions and it's the whole thing that is you know more is better more do more and do you know what I saw uh, a, a tweet the other day which I thought was um, which I really liked from our, one of our guests we had last season Peter Lofield he made a comment about uh, Norway he said yeah. uh, Norwegian pre-season starts today uh, teams will be running through forests uh, to be fit for the for the first Saturday of the season, and then he went. But what about the rest of the season? Yeah, I agree. There are, actually, I, I saw that tweet too, and this is basically what I'm thinking: how running in the forest helped them to play better. Uh, how is the communication, decision making, and execute the decision in in the games if you run in the forest? Yeah, maybe, maybe 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 that's good for your lungs, but it doesn't help your playing play the team level. Or if yeah. we cut a little bit uh, deeper uh, defensive line together with the midfield line, or even deeper, sure. how the right winger and right back and the defensive midfielder work together, that doesn't help them when the season starts. So, like, if a, if a team in in pre season, 
right? Let's so so let's just go through like if it's the English um, timetable, as it were, right? So teams yeah. like throughout July, obviously they'll play, um, you know, they play their pre-season friendlies as well. But you know, so let's just say a team um, trains two times a day. So um, you know, they might do some uh, what they call ball work Monday morning, and then Tuesday Monday afternoon they they do running or the other way around. You know, they're running through the park or doing sprints. Tuesday they come in have another double session. Wednesday they're off. Thursday the double session. Friday maybe one session. Saturday game, you know, and this kind of repeats itself a lot for over a four to six week period. So can can that have an effect then, like yeah. now in February? February, yeah, you 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 could see the first signs in uh, November when that short term fitness start to disappear. And the second one is in February. Of course, the Christmas period is really busy for you. So you also see a lot of injuries because players are tired, but that's not that much to do with preseason training. But I think the February is the second point when you start seeing what they have done uh, on preseason. So, like a team's um, you know, number of actions that a team, football actions a team might do in a minute, say per minute, will significantly drop. And yeah, I, communication drops. Yeah, because uh, if you if you want to gain football fitness, you need to have, a, of course, communication. But you have to have an attacking transition, defending there, hmm. and and then you have football actions, and you want to have a better actions. You wanna wanna have more actions. You you wanna maintain good actions, and you wanna maintain many actions, and uh, that happens when you play football. You you you, don't, you you get your football fitness by playing football. Because I think people confuse football fitness with. I think they think they forget that football isn't an endurance sport, really, is it? It's a, it's a more like interval sport. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's intermittent running, isn't it? You run, sprint, jog, you know. Um, and I think quite a few teams, certainly over here in England, but particularly semi-professional teams, they'll, um, because obviously the, the weather isn't great here in the winter, um, rather than train, um, you know, on a, on, on a pitch, They'll do, um, you know, the, the cycling, the spinning sessions, because you know it's fitness, um, and I'm pretty sure that has a, a negative effect as well on a, a team's performance on a Saturday. Of course, of course, that's it's, spinning. It, that's yeah, not football. Getting good at spinning. But I, I don't know why you're moaning about the weather. We played yesterday. Our reserve team came. It was minus five, snowing, and huge wind. Yeah, but you. Uh, nobody yeah, you, moan, you born, moan about the weather. You were born in an igloo, acoustic. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know, I know, but I know the English better. You only have a rain, sometimes a yeah. uh, little bit too much, but that's all you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's cold rain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You you could say cold. <laughs> I know. But I don't know. It's well, something I've just been thinking about lately. You know, I, you know, a lot of teams are dropping points. They're losing their way a bit. They're picking up a lot of injuries. And, you know, I'm just trying to figure out and look into reasons why that's happened, you know. And that's what I thought. Well, you, know, you can go back to pre-season. Yeah. Uh, now, of course, if, if you get a lot of injured players and you put the new player 
on a field and you have been only running on the preseason. That new player doesn't know exactly how we want to play. So the communication already is lower with, with the players who have played a lot together. And then if you, you, if you don't have a tactical uh, principles how your team is going to play, that communication goes even lower. Mm. So the decision-making takes longer, and that means you play low-tempo football, and with low-tempo football, you make more mistakes, and that's why you lose the games. And do you think, obviously, that, you know, in, it's to say, you know, in pre-season, we're doing double sessions every day, uh, not giving our players a lot of time to recover. Um you, know, you overload the players. At some, at some point, yeah, the overload is going to be too much. The players will be tired, particularly not having a chance to recover, which then means then not only does their their own individual football actions drop, but they're because they're tired and they're fatigued, the chances of injury increase, yeah. obviously. And message from the brain to the feet takes longer or opposite way. And that's why they play lower level football. And, and obviously, um, in terms of your own body, it's a little bit Russian roulette, isn't it? If you're, if you're tired and you keep overloading and overloading and you're the weakest part of your body is going to give, isn't it? Whether it be your ACL, whether it be your hamstring, groin, whatever it might be. Absolutely. That, and also, you maybe get some sort of knock in the game because yeah, your actions are lower, maybe a little bit late, mm. and you hit with the opponent and you get injured. Because like you know, this at the moment you know, the winter breaks as well, and I'm slightly diverting a little bit. But you know, the the winter breaks that teams have, you know, they'll do they go off for some warm training somewhere, you know, and they use it. I remember Solskjaer didn't he, when he went into Man United, they they all went to Dubai. He said the team wasn't fit enough, uh, and they did double sessions every day in Dubai and came back, and then they had a load of injuries, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah, overloading them and. Uh... All they need after the, the Christmas period was uh, freshness. They they were fit enough, but uh, the freshness level was really low. Uh, maybe a couple of days off, and they those players could be much better and less injured. Do, do you know, I remember now a story that Jamie Vardy, you know, the Leicester City striker, told. You know, the, the season that Leicester won the Premier League? Yeah. And they were in um, somewhere like Dubai as well. And uh, he said that they all the Leicester players are sitting on a on sun lounges around the swimming pool, you know, just relaxing, listening to music, that sort of thing, swimming. Uh, but they were watching Sunderland, I think it was Sunderland's players <laughs> being run to death on the beach, up and down, up and down, uh, two times a day. And Le- Leicester went on to win the Premier League, and uh, Sunderland got relegated. Yeah, no you you hit the nail. You hit the nail. It's a, there, it's a beautiful story that, that I think you know sums up um, a, a lot of uh, things that we've been talking about. So, yeah, cool. All right. Well, look, we've, um, we've time as always has flown by. It never changes, does it, my friend? So, um, <laughs> if anyone's got any any feedback, comments, thoughts, suggestions uh, about anything that we're speaking about, we'd love to hear from you. And um, we will be back again next week, won't we, Acoustic? Yeah, absolutely. Marvellous. We'll see you then. See you. Thank you for listening to the Think Transition podcast. 